This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Shantira Jackson, and she talks to me about her love of white girl music. The way she defined this about uh, an hour or so in is that it's typically a white girl with a guitar and a breakup story, but there's definitely a wide range of uh, what she believes is encapsulated by this. It's, uh, you know, emotional lyrics, uh, big voices, um, some, you know, more poppy things like, uh, Kate Nash, um, down to, uh, Robin and the Weepies. Um, I totally get it. If you don't just like, don't worry about it and just, you know, listen to the wide array of artists that we get a chance to explore. Um, it's mostly about the emotions behind the lyrics and, uh, how they make her feel and how she, um, you know, finds ways to express her own emotions through the work that she does and enjoys, um, uh, exploring that range of emotions that this music genre may provide that she, uh, can't explore on her own. That all mostly makes sense, right? If you like this conversation about music, you should keep an eye out for the pilot episode of a new podcast that the Nerdalogs will be offering starting this week. It's called Blank Cassette. It's hosted by another of our show's hosts, Your Stories, in Eric Garneau. He's a past guest of MBSing, the first Guest on his new show, Blank Cassette, is a past guest of MBSing, Chris Crotwell. So if any of that sounds enticing to you, I would encourage you to check it out. It's essentially a mix CD or tape or playlist that the person who's a guest that week made and will be peppering in some commentary as the playlist uh, plays as a part of the show. Yeah? sound good it's like this but less talking and more music um and you know maybe more introspective i don't know i don't know we'll see what it is go explore it along with any of the other shows in the chicago podcast co-op like this one and like your stories as i already mentioned quick show type plugs uh shantira mentions that she has a show coming up the weekend after this drops, but as I have seen online since then, she is not going to be able to do it. So just appreciate that the show happened and that you didn't get to see it. But what you can see is her join the Second City main stage cast starting in December. So get ready because she's going to tear it up. If you would like to see me in a live show, you can come to a much less prestigious stage any Thursday night at 9.30 at the Annoyance Theater. In the small theater, I take part in a show called The Fish Bowl. I am on a team that hosts the show. The middle part of the show is students getting a chance to play with teachers and performers of improv. Students of improv playing with teachers and regular performers of improv. And then we have an opening set. You know, it's a, it's a good show. 
you're ever looking for some hot improv to check out, I'd encourage you to come to it. I think that's about all I've got. Thank you so much to Shantira for joining me, giving me some of her time to have this great conversation that made me want to listen to a bunch of good music. Uh, it's weird to hear yourself. Like yeah? Yeah. Especially I, when you're not accustomed to it. Well, I just always, I never sound the way I think. I mean, no one sounds the way they think they sound. My voice is, I I feel like it's drastically different. <laughs> I think, I don't know what the science like behind that is. Yeah. But it is, I mean, we all, you definitely sound different to yourself when you talk. Yeah, because than it's you coming do when you, out of your mouth. And mm-hmm. when it comes out, it goes through all the other science stuff to go into someone else's head. So, <laughs> exactly. science, science, beep, boop, bop, beep, science. Beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I think because I've been doing you're, this. You're really loud. In, in as <laughs> long as I have. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I've been doing this as long as I have, um, I like no what my voice actually sounds mm-hmm. like at this point. Um, but it's always a weird reminder. I, <laughs> I feel like it's just the first time you hear it. Now I've heard it, but like I don't like to watch myself or listen to myself do stuff. Uh-huh. So like every once in a while, I'll watch myself or... Cause I, I don't know, my posture is never as good as I want it to be. Oh, I have terrible <laughs> posture. It's po- awful. My posture is like a garbage town. Mm-hmm. I think that's... I got a note from Susan Metzing when I was taking her class um, many years ago that she was like, like just pretty much every note from her for me was physical related, physicality related. Cause she would just be like, you got to find ways to like (laughs) vary this up and like take a movement class or something and like figure out what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) It's a lot of like hunched over characters who don't know how their bodies move. (laughs) I feel like we're all hunched over and we have no idea how our bodies move. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's my experience. So it's funny because, uh, when I improvise, I usually wear pants. Mm-hmm. But when I do sketch, I usually wear a dress. Mm-hmm. And wearing a dress automatically makes my posture better. Ooh. Like, especially if I'm in show mode, it's like an air of authority that makes me stand up. Like, do you think it's because the it's the like level of formality that you're. I think it's a little bit of it. And I think my onstage persona is a little bit more sexually aggressive than i am in real life i love that <laughs> so i'm always like listen to me that's great and it, like makes my posture better that's great <laughs> in real life i'm like hi yeah right <laughs> you want to hang out no okay uh, <laughs> that's great that's um i i don't know i think i am pretty i don't like performing in dresses but i do it when when the I do like need it. arises. I do I like it. Um, especially like when I was on a cruise ship and when I did it, uh the late night show especially, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but like um it is an air of authority. I've talked to a couple of friends about it. Like old white men are not as interested in listening to me if I'm wearing uh pants. Dang. But if I have on a skirt and I say the exact same thing, they're like, Oh, okay. It's funny. It's an authority thing. I like it, though. I believe that. I believe it. It is a very interesting dynamic from how, uh, when I tell people to do things, how they respond according to how I am dressed. That's really 
That's interesting. I've started to notice my at work. Um, we just got a new hire, and he's a little younger than me. Um, and uh, his background is more biology related than chemistry related. And what we do is chemistry related. Mm-hmm. So like, I and I've been working there for three years, and he yeah. just got hired. So like, in every aspect, I am like more experienced than he is. Yeah. But there will be people who come take our classes who will ask me a question and like don't get the answer they were looking for and then like ask him and he's like i don't know did you know did you ask mary beth and it was like and they were like oh yeah yeah yeah. well i just thought you know maybe there you might have some more insight on it and he's like no like she definitely knows more than i do and it's like or vice versa like they'll ask him first yeah um, and I do think there's a gender bias involved. I really yeah, do. It is. It's a very interesting uh, dynamic. I noticed it, especially while I was on the ship, because it's a very particular type of people who like sure. to cruise. Yes. Who are very interested in gender norms. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think it has something to do with like femininity and then like my blackness, but mm. we're getting all off topic. I can talk about that all day. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how off topic it is. <laughs> Uh, my guest today is Shantira Jackson. Hello, I'm Shantira Jackson. <laughs> and she's going to be talking to me about her love of... See, I think it's pretty on topic, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, her love of, as you like to put it, white girl music. I love white girl music. Which, <laughs> and we like chatted a little bit beforehand. I just don't know what you would call that genre. I mean, it is pop. Yeah. There's a very specific type of pop Mm-hmm. that goes with it so do you want to why don't you like define that a little bit for us first and then we'll get into like kind of the origins of your love of, of this um define white girl music yeah i mean first things first you need a white girl <laughs> <laughs> um, one <laughs> and some of them have like a team of people that produce them as a brand i think and then there's some people who just uh can do it on their own I mean, women that I think are doing it on their own, like uh, like Feist. And oh yeah, Ingrid Michaelson, mm-hmm. and um, this this really cool uh, woman named Christine and the Queens. Um, I think they like produce and write their own music, mm-hmm. and then you have people who have like a team of people mm-hmm. um, who help them write essentially but they are like a brand mm-hmm. like Katy Perry she sure. writes a ton of songs but she has like a team of people for that brand totally yeah Kesha writes uh, a lot of her own songs Kesha is actually a really wonderful songwriter if you go look in a lot of pop uh, <laughs> um, like the archives of like uh-huh. who's written stuff. She's written a lot of, of music, but she also like not even just for herself. Yeah, she's she's written for I believe like Britney Spears. Wow. Um, she's written for Katy Perry. I think it's Kelly Clarkson too. I think that's awesome. Um, she, I didn't realize that she makes she she does a lot of like writing, um, and those are artists that I like really like. Yeah, who like there's like a brand about them that's a little bit different from like your acoustic feel. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's a good like window of people. Yeah. And I know it's not that w- wasn't like all inclusive, but I think you get the gist. It's like <laughs> white girl pop. Sometimes singers. they have a guitar and sometimes yeah. they don't. <laughs> right. Right, right. Sometimes they have like a full band of pop sounds. Yeah. Sometimes like stripped down. Yeah. Uh, I like it all. <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. 
Uh, so what do you think the origin of your love for the, all these ladies was? Um, my dad. Yeah. Uh, my mom and my dad have very uh, different tastes in music, I want to say. My uh, mom listens to two artists. <laughs> she listens to R. Kelly, <laughs> uh, like exclusively to the point where when I was younger, I don't think I should have listened to that much R. Kelly. That's so funny. Uh, I don't know if anyone should listen to that, that much, much R. Kelly. Kelly. And I didn't even tell you how much, but it was too much, I think. <laughs> and then she listens to Jeffrey Osborne. I don't even know who that is. He like sings this song that you've probably heard of. It's like... You want to woo, woo, woo? It's like, you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. <laughs> That's who my mom, my mom is, if she, um, back in the day, you had a car with a six disc CD changer. Right, sure, There'd sure. There'd be like five R. Kelly CDs and uh, Jeffrey Osborne CD. That's so that's so my mom. Funny. <laughs> oh my God. And then my dad's favorite artist is Prince, who is uh, like a black man, but like also a white woman. And <laughs> <laughs> everything in between like yeah he is no gender he is no race he's yeah. everything yeah uh so yeah. my dad's favorite artist is prince and he listened to like all this jazz and um uh, uh santana and uh-huh. um, i think santana is such a like dad musician yeah <laughs> like and then um we would listen to whatever my my dad was very eclectic. We would listen to everything. Uh-huh. I, when I would be in the car with my dad, I would listen to, I don't know, all the stations. Uh-huh. And I'd be listening to like uh, like the Doobie Brothers <laughs> and like, um, uh, who well, Prince especially. But uh, I'm trying to think of all the things now that I'm on the spot. Right. But like I would just listen to so many things uh, and, and I just got like, a very big affection uh, for music that um, isn't specifically one genre. Uh-huh. And, I, and I really love lyrics. Me too. I think that I get that from Prince. Like, nice, yeah. Uh, and my dad, if anything, if my dad had a six-disc CD changer, he would never. Uh, uh-huh. One would be barely enough. Uh, but um, I would love the lyrics, and Prince's music is so non-genre specific mm-hmm. that um I, I i learned to love everything mm-hmm. by my dad's like love of that one one artist that's awesome mm-hmm. i love that that makes a lot of sense uh you can definitely track like johnny mitchell that's what i was looking for oh <laughs> nice yeah. the original white <laughs> yeah. girl music yeah the original <laughs> white girl music who inspired prince if you really yeah there's like um prince was spotted at a johnny mitchell concert before he was prince no uh, way yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's kind of amazing to think about like drawing comparisons there i mean johnny mitchell like yeah she's fucking undeniable yeah i mean you can't stop it right it's the circle game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so who um, how, do you have, you know how like when you first get into um, music, like I totally share that it was through my parents. Yeah. Um, and then you start like branching off and having your own taste mm-hmm. and like buying your own CDs and stuff. Do you remember those early, like what kind of music would you buy on your own? I never really bought any music. I had zero money all the time. But when uh, Christmas would roll around or my birthday would roll around, roll around sure. I would uh, get to pick what CDs I got for my birthday or for Christmas. Nice. Um, I didn't really get too much white girl stuff until I got a job. And I was <sighs> like, I got to get this Natasha Bedingfield. 
Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, I love this so much. Unwritten. Uh-huh. Uh, it's such a good yeah. Can't read my album. Uh, <laughs> um, my dad bought me uh, actually a lot of R&B. I had like TLC Crazy Sexy Cool, okay, which has a remake of a Prince song on it. Um, and then I had, one year I asked for Terror Squad. <laughs> Which I was like really into Fat Joe for like ten That's seconds. Really funny. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, like Jagged Edge and Tony Braxton. Like, That's and then great. I remember I got Beyonce's first um, solo solo album for Christmas, and then I got Craig David. Oh, I really yes. wanted Craig David feel me in, so I put that on my my list. Uh, yeah, I was like, I gotta get this Craig David album. <laughs> he had the one. His like big hit was. Uh, the I met this girl on Monday. Monday. Took Took a a we go on Tuesday. We were making love on Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, chilled on Sunday. Uh, he was so cute. I loved him. Yeah, he, he had that like, like pencil thin beard. I know, which was like real hot in 1999. So true. And then like me and my cousin like loved him, and then he was British, and I was like, I don't know what this means, but I like it. <laughs> That's great. There's a pretty big British thread through a lot of the like women that you named too. Oh yeah. I think I like British pop a, a lot. I don't think I do. I love British pop music. They have such uh, great lyrics and they all went to school to Adele. They like all went to the same like, British funny. art school. Yeah. Like, Jesse J went to uh-huh. the same school as Adele. I'm no like, way. Did I just hang out when you were 13? Can you imagine? I thought that'd be cute. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, pop girls school or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like a lot of those people went to I it's like this school called like the Brit or something like oh. that. That's probably all wrong. Somebody will eh. tell me about it. But like, yeah, there's like That's a school okay. that they, a lot of young artists go to and then they turn out being the superstars of tomorrow. That's awesome. I feel like there are some epicenters like that. I mean, obviously we have like Juilliard, but. Yeah. And um, like Tish. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but I feel like in a smaller place, it would make sense that there were like more focused schools like that. But it is really funny to think about all of them like just hanging out. Just being on the being friends. campus together. Being incredible. Or maybe not being friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being jealous of one another. Um, I mean, if you go to school with Adele, somebody probably got jealous. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, do you feel like, so you mentioned that you really like lyrics, uh, which I also relate to. Um, do you feel like, I know when I was younger, I would listen to songs that were like above my like actual emotional capacity. Yeah. But you would like think that you knew what it oh, felt yeah. like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like uh Maxwell did a remake of this woman's work. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh uh-uh. uh. I think it's a Kate Bush song. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like I was like, I don't know. Uh, he just sings it in falsetto. It's uh-huh. like in the love scene of Love and Basketball. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And I remember being like, oh, I don't, I don't know what these feelings are, but this song is tapping into them. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> so I th- it was like this woman's work. I was like fourteen. I was like, what's her work? I don't know, That's but this is beautiful. <laughs> really funny. That's really funny. Yeah, I think music is um, really like unique in that respect oh yeah yeah that you listen and like you think you're feeling the emotion of the well 
Uh, in my solo show, I said this, uh, that my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is that music is what feelings sound like. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that that is so true. And I think that sometimes you know exactly what that feeling is. And sometimes you're like, I don't know what that feeling is yet. And then do you, you want it. to? Do you want to know the, the feeling that got that artist to that place? Yeah. Or are you comfortable being like, I am fine living vicariously through you right <laughs> that's really interesting um do you feel like there's a thread of that through like this type of music of like these like wounded women oh yeah <laughs> i because i'm not wounded <laughs> that's so funny it, yeah. i relate to that really hard i'm too. not wounded yeah. i've never had my heart completely crushed mm -hmm. uh can't wait uh <laughs> can't wait to be soul stomped in the, in the near future maybe um but one of my really great friends julia she loves like rap music she is a white girl uh, -huh. uh she loves rap music and she loves like kanye and like everything and like i like kanye i just don't listen to a ton of rap uh -huh. and like she has had her heart broken and she's like i don't like listening to those songs because it reminds me of insert when my soul was stomped oh. and i was like oh my soul hasn't been stomped so i'm not listening to it that's interesting i'm not listening to it like it's almost too real for yeah. anyone it's who's not experienced like, it yeah it's not like a trigger for me it's just like oh that is a lyric that moves me yeah it's like <laughs> an emotional journey that yeah. you wouldn't have gone on otherwise yeah or that i have yet to go on so right we talked about it it's like why do you love this sad music and i was like i know that the, i know that it is sad but i don't i don't get sad i don't have anything connecting sadness to this song uh and, and myself with myself i totally relate to that yeah. i think that's why i really like a good sad movie too oh yeah man like i just love wallowing like i like experiencing those emotions that i wouldn't have otherwise yeah um and i think that's where i get from those those sad songs <laughs> that makes a lot of sense what's like a good example of something that you would just like oh. sit in oh uh there's this kate nash song called the nicest thing okay and the first time i heard it i cried <gasps> so hard i was just gonna ask if you uh if you can like listen to something and it make you cry uh kate nash made me cry um what's uh, it called the nicest thing the nicest thing yeah and then city and color has this song called uh, "Save Your Scissors." Whoa! That's not a that's not a woman, but it's a white band. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "It's so good." Uh huh. Um, so, but the nicest thing straight up made me cry. Um, she's very. I associate her with being very British. She's very British. She she sings with an accent. Yeah, that's. I was like, why do I have that so yeah. like concretely? She sings with an accent. There's a couple of them that do that. Like mm -hmm. Lily Allen sings with an accent. Totally, yeah. And like Natasha Bedingfield and Adele uh, do not. You don't hear it. You don't yeah. hear it. Yeah. Uh, is Florence? Florence in the Machine. Is that your jam? I do. I like Florence in the Machine a lot, but she doesn't make me cry. She just like, I like feel yeah <laughs> but like not sad it's like very ethereal because sometimes i don't know what the hell she's talking about right <laughs> i was watching a, a florence of the machine video uh with my boyfriend recently and like halfway through it i was like she looks like she eats bowls of leaves for breakfast <laughs> like i really just like autumn leaves like the way she sounds <laughs> but like it's one of those things where when you go to an art museum sometime and you <laughs> look at art and you're like damn that's some nice art yeah. i don't know why yeah. i like this art <laughs> 
And I'm like, I like you. On your butt. And like, I know that she'll be like, this song is about water and my pain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know oh, what you're talking you look about. Like you grew out of a tree. But it sounds so good. Yeah. So like, Florence and the Machine does not make me cry. Maybe one day I'll be the type of artist that feels that way. But right now, yeah. she she's not tapping. <laughs> That's that <for> really me. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's like there's almost a level of removal of the personal for where her songs yeah. are concerned. Uh, it sounds good though. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't make me cry. The nicest thing. Oh man, <laughs> just like jam. strings. Who? Oh, it's I cry. It's for real. Do you feel like there are some songs that you involuntarily get weepy at? Even though the content isn't sad, um, I don't know. That might sound like a weird question. I think you can. I mean, like, there's this really cool, the Vitamin String Quartet. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-mm. They are a string quartet, <laughs> ah. <laughs> and they do covers of like pop songs. Oh, I think I do know what you're talking about. Actually, and, um, they're so lovely uh-huh. uh, that I have also cried listening to those string quartet. Uh, renditions of songs that are like not, not sad, sad. <laughs> just be like like, what? like a Paramore song <laughs> and I'll be like damn ain't it funny <laughs> I will say though I've cried too what's that you are the, the only <laughs> exception you are yeah I've That's totally cried one. to that song they have another really great song called Franklin off okay. their first album uh-huh. and it's like about their hometown, Franklin, Tennessee. Oh. And I cried the first time I heard that. Haley Williams has a supremo white girl voice. For sure. She's, she's like, like a, she's a straight up queen. I almost love, the definition. I do love Haley Williams. She's a boss. Uh-huh. Um uh you're so do you think the Franklin is specifically like ties back to the your southern roots? My southern roots? Um I mean one of the lyrics in there is I think it's like uh, it's just not the same as when we left. Ooh. And I think that uh, I feel that way for sure. I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. I was gonna ask. You yeah. Um, and the more uh, in the state of Florida, uh, my sweet, sweet garbage state, <laughs> um, <laughs> from Orlando on up, I feel like it's more southern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, from Orlando mm-hmm. on down, it feels more northern. Sure. Uh, we have a lot of transplants. We mm-hmm. get a lot of like older, like upper East Coast Jewish New York New Yorkers who moved to Florida to retire. Sure. Um, and then you get down in like Miami, West Palm Beach, Boca Raton area, and uh-huh. you get like a lot of uh, island right people like right. Haiti, Jamaica, Cuba, Cuba. Uh, yeah, Cubanos. So Cubanos. Uh, you get a lot of like island feel, so it doesn't feel really like what you c- would consider the stereotypical South. Sure, uh, Tallahassee has that feel. Um, we're not like uh, like Blanche Devereaux <laughs> accent. That's yeah. a, that you can find that, but our ours is a little more subtle. I have pretty much gotten rid of it. Uh, mm-hmm being in the city but if i were to talk to my mom or my grandma for five minutes it, i'd sound su- i'd sound pretty southern i'm the same way i i, I drop all my g's everything yeah. gets a little bit slower a uh-huh. little bit lower <laughs> um i think it would be like uh, i have to think about it really quick some that i can't really get rid of is quarter water no quarter 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 it sounds like water that quarter is and how, water that is how everyone pronounces and then umbrella quarter. 
I put a little too much emphasis on the um. That's one that I also have. Like I yeah. haven't, I've never lost umbrella. Uh, Cause I remember when I used to work at Banana Republic when I first moved here and like it was raining and I was like, I gotta get my umbrella. And somebody was like, what? I was yeah. like, my umbrella. And they were like, umbrella? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> a little too much emphasis on the um, but I can't, those are two that I can't really drop. But everything else I have gotten a little bit, uh, I don't know what is different about it but i've mm-hmm. been here for seven years and it is definitely different from when i first got here sure um do you think are there any people who veer into like speaking of the south country like any like country, I mean, country I feel artists like, that i like because mm-hmm, i feel like pop and country since like yeah. in our lifetimes have gotten dirks more. bentley uh waiting <laughs> on a uh waiting on a what's the song it made me cry it was like Oh, man, I might even have to look it up, but it was Dirk Bentley, and he was like waiting on like a slowdown. Oh, like, I'm mm-hmm. is that, settle for a slowdown. I'd settle for I'd a slowdown for, for a slowdown. Slow yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That song made me cry the first time That's I heard it. That's a good song. It is so good. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it so much. I like that because that's like pretty country. It's so good. He has a great voice, and he the does. lyrics are great. And mm-hmm. literally, he's like. Like his wife, significant other, whatever, is leaving him, mm-hmm. and she's pulling out of the driveway. And he was like, "I, w- I would never try to stop you, but yeah, I would have literally settled for you to tap the brake and think about it." And mm-hmm. she never tapped the brake, and I just like, I was like 14 or 15 when I was writing the thick of my emotions. Even still now, if I listen to that, I'll cry. That's so uh, funny. But settle for a slowdown. There's made a me cry. there's a John. When I asked that question about like. Uh, if you felt like there were songs that made you tap into emotions that like you know you didn't actually yeah. feel. I mean, it's funny because you feel like that may be like that's kind of held over. Like you still have emotions yeah. for things that you don't necessarily have a, a pinpoint for. Uh, but there's this um, country singer named John Barry. Yeah. Uh, he sang a song called Standing on the Edge of Goodbye. And it was like similar theme to this. It was like a you know woman leaving him and the uh, chorus was like, I can't eat and I can't sleep. Sometimes I find it hard to breathe. And it was just like so it's like dramatic. I need that. Yeah. Another country song that got me was Concrete Angel. Oh, Concrete Angel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Concrete Angel. I bawled. Have you ever seen that video? Yes. That is not good if for your you spirit. If you don't cry. You're dead inside. Yeah. Concrete Angel. Concrete Angel. Yeah. Concrete <laughs> Angel and Settle for a Slowdown. Love it. Country. Yeah. Country can get me, man. I love it. <laughs> uh, so you also said that. <laughs> you're lamenting that you're not going to be able to see a few concerts that you had tickets to coming up. But um, what do you remember? Like what some of your first concerts were, or even oh some yeah, of your- I know what my first concert was like I said I'm from Tallahassee, Florida, and no one ever comes there. Mm. So my senior year in high school was the Confessions tour, like uh, Usher, Usher Confessions, and. I think I like used some of my graduation money from like Aww. I was graduating high school, uh, and the ticket was like sixty five dollars, which was crazy yeah. in two thousand five yeah. for a seventeen year old. <laughs> at least it was for me. Sure, and, like I oh, went, there was no, I didn't too. have internet at home. I don't really know how you bought tickets, so I went to my mom. Ticketless. My mom dropped me off at 
the stadium <laughs> and I waited in line for concessions tickets and I bought my ticket with cash I'm pretty sure it was cash because I didn't have a card yet I was like 17 uh-huh. so I had my money and I bought my ticket and my first concert that I like my first concert that I paid money my own money for was Usher Confessions do you who was like openers his openers were are you ready for this so ready Kanye West John Legend and Christina Milian and Christina oh. Christina Milian was the famous one yeah at that time yep holy shit <laughs> that's crazy yeah it was a sick lineup dude if they toured now that would be like yeah. kanye I'll west take it again kanye west did jesus walks and um john legend did um what was his first single Ugh. ordinary people no no it, that was on that album but it was i can't remember right now but uh kanye Let's west see. did jesus walks and i was like could you move? I want to see Usher. <laughs> I was like, I like this, but this is taking a long time. Because they had three openers, and yeah. I thought that was too much. That's a, that's a ton, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. But those were the three openers, and okay. I was like, all of these are good, but I need to let it Where burn. Where is Usher? <laughs> Where is it's Usher? It's going to burn for me to say this. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a real dope concert. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, he was like it at yeah, that time. he was it. That was it. Uh, when did you get into seeing all these, uh, all these white, white girls? women? <laughs> all these white women? Uh, okay, so when I moved to Chicago, I, I always, I just, like, love music so much. Um, I, I played, I played the flute from the time I was, like, 11, so I just, like, I love music. That's adorable. Um, but there, no one ever really comes to Tallahassee, like, nothing as regular as you have in, like, a big city like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, when I first moved here, uh, you were like, <gasps> Oh my God! So can I tell you a story that'll break your heart? Oh no! It won't be like crazy heartbroken, but it's gonna break your heart, it's gonna especially be if like, you love music. Settle for a slow down. So when I <laughs> settle for a slow down, shredded my sweet little heart. Uh, so it is the summer of two thousand and nine, which is when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I before I got here, I was listening to a lot of Lily Allen. Yeah. And on MySpace, one of her top eight at the time was a, a, a up and coming artist named Adele. Holy and Adele shit. had an EP called Hometown Glory, which had like four or five songs on it, right? And I was listening to it, and I was like, whoa, this chick is awesome. Legit. I was like, Hometown Glory made me cry the first time I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> added to the list. Yeah, added, added to, the, to list. the list. And I was like, this is amazing. And Lily Allen was like, everyone should check out Adele. She's amazing. So Lily Allen's the reason I was like, Adele's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I moved to Chicago, and I'm here about a month. I moved here with three bags of clothes and no job and nowhere to live. I found a job and somewhere to live. And in the red eye, there was a uh, list of concerts. And it was this unknown artist named Adele. And her ticket was like $15 at Lincoln. Um, Lincoln Hall? Lincoln Hall, yeah. Holy shit. And I was like, hey. It's a great venue, too. I was like, I want to go see this girl. And I asked my, my very two-week-old friend if she wanted to go with me. She was like, yeah. I was like, because I've only been here for a month. I don't want to go to the concert by myself. Sure. Because I like don't really know the city. I don't really know what this means. Uh, and I kept asking, and I kept asking, and she was like, I can't go. We don't worry about it. And I didn't go see Adele for $15 at Lincoln Hall, at Lincoln Hall because I, I was afraid of going by myself no. in the big city. No. Fast forward six months later, and she is the Adele that produces 19 
and you'll never ever see her again for yeah. fifteen dollars. No, <laughs> in a venue that intimate. And from that moment on, I have never not gone to a concert by myself. That's so funny. So I go to concerts by myself all the time now. That's why. Because I should have listened to my gut and just did what I wanted to do. Man, that is so sad. But at least you got something out of it. And then I have gone on to many a concert by myself because of that. I went and saw Tori Kelly by myself at Shuba's. Um, I went and saw uh, uh, Sia. Oh, yeah. Metro by myself for twenty dollars. Dang! Before she like blew up, blew up before she before chandeliers. she before she chandeliered. Yeah, uh, I, I went and saw um, who else have I seen that was like not that I'm like oh, oh I'm the person who I, finds people. My fingers on the pulse. Yeah, <laughs> but like um, like those singer songwriters that I really really like. I saw Ingrid Michaelson at the Vic for twenty bucks, and I bought the tickets day of. Holy shit! Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I love the Vic. That's yeah. one of my favorite. I like it a lot too. It's a, a lovely, wonderful like, and they have like a place for you to sit. Mm-hmm. I'm like old now. Back yeah. in the day, I'd be like, I want to stand forever, and I'm like, right. I can listen to you sitting down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not changing my experience. Yeah. Uh, what? How do you feel like? So you mentioned, you know, discovering Adele through basically via Lily Allen. How yeah. do you feel like you find music now? Because I feel like it's kind of changed. Uh, since we were growing up. Oh, yeah, because it was just like music videos. Yeah. I still, I love music videos. Right, that's right. I used to, I think we all used to watch Making the Video and like wait for the world premiere. Mm. Um, but I um, I follow a couple of artists like on YouTube mm-hmm. and then like you, those algorithms are actually pretty Oh, cool. Actually pretty good. And so you, you can like, su- like click around. And they'll like suggest um, like artists that are similar um, and I'll watch their music videos, and whatever pops up on the right hand side, I'll mm-hmm. go through like a little YouTube down a tunnel rabbit hole, rabbit hole. Yeah, and um, uh, I should say I'm a lot. I like have no shame in like pulling out my phone, I and love holding that. it up to the sky. Yeah. If you want to get some hot jams, you should go to the Gap or the Levi's store. That's really funny. It's like little like places like that, and then oh. artists that are related to that. I'm real good about like if. I'm listening to something, and you know, they'll be like artists that sound like. Yeah. I like, I think that, like, in general, you have to be an active pursuit of knowledge if you want to know something. And if I want to be an active pursuit of, like, the type of music I like to find that I have to, like, be actively pursuing it. I fucking love that. That's awesome. And I uh, envy that. I think I do that better with, like, film and TV stuff. Yeah. I'm just, like, always looking for more, looking for it and reading about it and stuff. But I just never sought out music in that way everything has to kind of like stumble into me somehow yeah i like that too i like like actively looking for it too because there's so many artists one of my least favorite things in the world is that idea of an overnight success oh and there's so many artists that i like genuinely like who are having success now Uh who did so many things before yeah sure 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 right sounds like them but yeah. just didn't get picked up or like it just wasn't their time i mean there's no i feel like it's even less easy to predict in the music industry oh, yeah. than it is in like film and tv and people change their names really yeah like this band that i really like is called oh wonder um they're british it's like a british pop duo and like the girl in it used to be called layla and she is she was a solo artist and then she and her boyfriend started this band and it blew up but it sounds like a wonder her voice is so great 
but it's just her and it's like three years ago dang so it's like you would never find it if right. you're like looking for like their music right sure 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 uh yeah and it's it's so it's crazy i mean it's like we we're talking about like for to think about people who like went to school with adele yeah but it's like obviously adele is like an undeniable talent yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that that person will get anything success yeah. so yeah it's so interesting uh, me and my friends have all talked about this you too you're an artist it's yeah. like being an artist is like the only thing where it doesn't like for the most part it can really not matter how good you are if it's not the right place the right time maybe you knowing the right person or you using your talent like correctly yeah i think what you want and what you are actually destined for could be completely different things (laughs) and not to mention what the world wants you know like what the industry is like looking for at that time yeah you know you could be ahead of the game or behind it or Mm -hmm. you could have the voice for insert whatever genre and you could be uh doing the wrong thing um there's an artist uh leroy um Dag. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, either way, I could Google it, but I'm just going to let... You can Google it yourself. Yeah. But if, if, we wanna, was, if this show is, you know, <laughs> like informational... Yeah. yeah if, information I don't have for you. Uh, Google. But like, you got Google. Yeah. But he like started trying to do, like I think it was like hip-hop and rock and stuff, mm-hmm. and it just like wasn't hitting. And he has this amazing voice. And then he was like... He, he switched to kind of like a contemporary blues feel, and he kind of blew up. And it was That's like... That's interesting. It was like, oh, I think that we're like in pursuit sometimes of things we think we like. I think I'd be good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like anything that comes too easy, I think we are also like, ah, I'm good at that, so I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> I need yeah. something that I have to grind for. And That's I'm like, really brother, funny. that comes easy to you. Just do that, and it yeah. like kind of blew up. Right. So like recognizing that sometimes, like, not that it's all easy or that it'll ever be easy, but sometimes it's just like dang that's what you're supposed to be doing like you don't even have to work that hard sure that's that's really funny and i think there's so much truth to that do you think that's part of the reason why you get uh interested in like how people got started like what their background is i love knowing people's backgrounds um because i like to know like it's so interesting um to think about like how that person got from point a to point b Mm -hmm. or point a to point like F or uh, yeah, Z, like how point, long they point A to Adele, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like how they did that, uh-huh. like how their musical genre or like where they went to school. I also like doing that with actors too, mm-hmm. because people will be like this person, and they'll be like that person went to Tish, like Lady Gaga, yeah, is the uh, youngest person ever to be uh, accepted early admission into Tish. No, she way. got in when she was seventeen. Oh my god! And we all know that she's like an incredible artist, yeah. but like that feat is like, like if she wasn't famous, it's like an incredible thing to know about what type of artist she would have had to have been to get to that. be able to do that. Yeah, and then like um, Ashley Simpson, yeah, Jessica Simpson's sister, yeah, yeah, is like the youngest person to ever be admitted into like the American. Like ballet, like school of ballet. She was like really? twelve. She was like she was a ballerina. She was, she was a ballerina, like a real legit. Like remember how she started doing a weird jig when her, her track yeah. fucked up on SNL. Uh, yeah, she uh, she was like a legit like <laughs> ballerina. ballerina. 
that's like that's like gymnastic shit. Like yeah. you do it since you're you know four or however. Yeah, and it's so crazy. Uh, and I think uh, Grace Potter in the Nocturnals. I love her. I think she was a ballerina too, and she messed up her back. And Dang. then she was like, I guess I'll go be a fantastic singer songwriter. Amazing. So many people have like dual talents. I'm like she trying to. Does that. Ooh, na, 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 yeah. Na, na, na. yeah. So like, th- exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should stop doing this and go pull a Grace, Grace Potter. Uh, but like, there's like a lot of people who have like incredible FKA twigs. I don't know who that is. Uh, she is uh, a British artist too. And she uh, is a ballerina. And now she's Dang. like a famous singer songwriter, and she like hurt her back. All ballerinas, all you have to do if you don't want to do ballet anymore and get famous is <laughs> hurt your back, <laughs> and then go have a pop career. <laughs> and like use all the talent and discipline that, that you, you developed as a ballerina. Yeah, but FKA Twigs is like a, a professional dancer, and then she was like, okay. I'm also very talented at music, so bye-bye professional That's dance cool. career. Uh, so, like, yeah, I love that kind of stuff because there's so many people that you, I think, even, like, uh, in, like, the improv community that I'm in, like, this perception of who you are based on, like, social media or, like, seeing somebody in a show one time. Yeah, And sure. you're just like, I know exactly what that person's about. And it's uh-huh. like, you don't know shit. <laughs> you don't know anything about that person. So true. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah, like, it's... You know, you no one has much of a concept of like what you did before you came to comedy. Or yeah, or like how you got to the point of view that you got, or how you got to the music that they make. Like it's really interesting. It's insane to think about people that are that universally talented. I know. To me, scary. Such a insane. Like people, like even in the world of comedy. Uh, thinking about the people who are like ridiculously music, like Carrie Brownstein and yeah. Fred Armisen, and like, uh, what's his name, Steve Martin. Yeah, that yeah, like he's essentially built a musical career after he had you know yeah. one of the biggest comedy careers, period. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it, there's so many people who are just like, and I also think there's a part of your brain that that sure. helps with that. Sure. Yeah, there's a certain amount of <laughs> because uh, Fred Armisen and uh, Armisen and uh, and uh, uh, Carrie, they they also got other shit going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that I think that, like, when you have that kind of stuff, uh, I honestly think that there's a part of your brain that, like, you can't have it all. I uh, really don't think you can have it all. You can't be that talented, like, excessively in those things and then, like, be completely stable and emotionally. Gotcha. I I absolutely agree with you. I think I think there's like that's like I think that there's people who are like boring as fuck and they can't play or memorize any kind of line at all and they are the most emotionally stable, loving people <laughs> and all that shit's in check. And then as soon as you tap into like being able to improvise a song, uh-huh. I can't like I cry when I watch a music video. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> like something's gotta give, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I t- I think about that a lot, especially like with what you're talking about, ha- feeling like you haven't had, you know, heartbreak or oh yeah, uh, any of those things. It makes you go like, well, how am I going to be as effective an artist? Yeah, <laughs> I think for sure. Uh, my granny passed away like 
two and a half months ago, and that's the saddest I've ever been in my entire life. I'm sorry. Uh, that, thank you. Uh, uh, but that, I'm like, not, please be sad for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. it was a thing that I've talked about before is that that's the saddest I'd ever been in my whole life. I never had anything to make me that sad. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I have tapped into an emotion that I didn't know that I could experience. And I was like, I wonder what else is going to happen. But I I also like the light in the tunnel was like, oh, I probably haven't experienced the type of joy that I'm capable of if I have experienced something (laughs) that sad. When I was like, I was like, I've lived... Uh, 28 years and I've never been this sad. I was like, who knows how happy I could be if this is the spectrum of sadness that I'm capable of. Which so, I also think says something about your personality, that that's the way that you like, I was like spun it. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sad. But I was like, I've never been this sad. Uh, and I was like, I have to be happier. There must be another version of happy Aww. that I don't have. Yeah. Because I mean, you can say whatever you want. I mean, even if it's just science, for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. That's really funny. So I was like, give New- it to me, science. Newton's <laughs> law of emotion. Yeah, give it to me. I'm waiting for it. That's really that's really poignant. Uh, that's something. Do you know uh, Mark Logsdon and or Sarah Finout? I do know Sarah Finout, yeah. Um, so Mark, when he did the podcast, talked about, they're married, mm-hmm. have a trial together. When he did the podcast, he talked about like being a new dad. Yeah. And that was like, towards the end he kind of wrapped it up with a similar sentiment he was like i guess one of the biggest things i learned from this is that like i thought i had a certain amount of love for my wife and then we got married and there was like a difference there and then i thought i you know knew what that looked like and then we had a child together and now i have this like whole different capacity for love like you know you hear it all the time and it's so cliche but it's just there's just so much truth to it that, you know, looking at his daughter is this totally different feeling than he had ever felt before. It's like you said, he, I believe he said almost exactly the same thing. There was just like a new ceiling on what love and emotion could be yeah. when she entered the picture. So that's uh, what I'm going for. So all those <laughs> things still on the table. Yeah, all those things are still on the table. I can still, but also that means I could probably get more sad which is yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, right now, that's bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's, it's also like just one more thing that feeds into being an artist. Oh, yeah. I need it. Uh, I needed that. Now I have, because uh, I think I, I teach this too, especially for like improv or even if you're just pretending to be someone else. I think it's very hard to pretend to be someone else when you're not a person. So, like, if you're pretending to be someone in your real life, how much harder it would be to pretend to be who you are and on then go on top of pretending to be someone else. So, um, like, if you live a life, it's so much easier to pretend to be someone else when you can tap into emotions that you really had. So I get to act and be a whole new type of sad now, which is go. very good for my art, very that for my spirit at the moment but now there's like a whole new emotion that i um i didn't know i had yeah abby mcenany was my guest last week and or two weeks ago now hilarious (laughs) i just saw her one woman show on which made me cry so i cried trying to make me cry i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry but that was actually something she touched on too like in terms of a performer uh she's always felt like it 
has been really important to her to like stay truthful to who she is as a performer at, because of the same reasons. Like if she were to start like, you know, having to wear makeup or like dress, you know, out of her like comfort, preferred zone. comfort yeah. zone, then it would be like she was, you know, playing characters on top of playing a character. And I never really thought about it like that. It was awesome. How hard that is. Yeah. Especially if you're improvising it. It's one right. thing to give me a script. But if I have to pretend to be a person, damn, it's going to be hard if I'm pretending to be a person already. It's like yeah. too meta. <laughs> yeah. And it's like when you think about, um, you know, if she were asked to do that, but, you know, no one else in her cast felt like they had to exist outside of her comfort zone. Yeah. then she's like automatically at a, you know, disadvantage. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there has to be truth to that in the music industry as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why. When people, sometimes you'll like go see people's old videos of them pr- trying to do something. And you're uh-huh. like, I can't believe that they were had, trying to that. Be, had yeah. that that persona. That's what they wanted. They were trying to be a country star. They're a yeah. rock star. They were trying to be like a soul singer. They're, uh, I don't know, Skrillex. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was uh, when Brie Larson got nominated for and won the Oscar. I have this year. a Brie Larson al- album. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. I have a Brie Larson album. All of her like music stuff surfaced, and I, you're just like, oh no, Brie. <laughs> I have that album. <laughs> There's some winners on that bad boy. It's not a bad album. <laughs> I mean, it's not a complete album, but there's one uh, song on there. She's talking about like PE. Mm-hmm. It ain't bad. <laughs> I love I know exactly I got what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I do. I, I, no shame in my game, man. Brie Larson, JoJo's my queen. Not oh, Casey yeah. and JoJo. Just straight up JoJo. Just JoJo. The Get Out was her first big yeah. single, right? Yeah. Leave. Get out. Leave. Right now. The end of you and me. Her voice is great. Too late. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she has an amazing voice. I saw her live. I was going to say, you've seen her, right? Yeah, she's been live twice. I met her at the House of Blues. <gasps> no way! Yeah, but that's when I had a shitty Blackberry and the picture of garbage. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Blackberry. I need that 4K, baby. <laughs> Ruining things for everyone. Yeah, I love her so time. much. I'm going to go see her again uh, in August 31st. That's great. Uh, who who was, who's, who were some of the like best concerts you've ever seen? Best concerts I've ever seen. Ingrid Michaelson is wonderful. That Vic show? Uh, the Vic show. And I saw her at, it's not Lincoln uh, Hall. Oh. It's another one off the Armitage stop. You know what I'm talking about? <sighs> um, I do, but I don't. It doesn't matter. No. Either way, uh, I've seen her in concert twice. I like the akin to her as a like a minstrel show. Really? Because she's funny as fuck. Really? It's like a stand-up show in the Dang. middle of it. She's one of the funniest people I've ever seen. That's awesome. She plays a mean ukulele. Yeah. Uh, Ingrid Mar- Michaelson. Robin is the only concert that I've seen that's better than Robin is Prince. Wow. Because Prince is Prince. Yeah. Robin, Prince I saw her at the Riviera. Oh, God. I was uh, going to say, was it at the Riviera? I saw her at the Riviera. And it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. She danced so hard. I remember being there with my friends and being like, that's the most amazing cardio game. I think that whoever is training her cardio should go train the bulls. That's she danced so, so funny. hard. I, that does not surprise me at all. She seems like a fucking show woman. Well, okay. Because I think there are people who sing and then there are people who are entertainers. Mm-hmm. 
Like she's, Britney Spears is an entertainer. Yes. Christina Aguilera is a singer. Yes, right. I could. I think it, that yeah. Beyonce is an entertainer. I think that Beyonce is an entertainer who can sing. Yes, I agree with yeah. you. But uh, not, uh, and I don't even want to get into big like Britney Spears can't sing. Like I think she can sing. It's just different. Yeah. If Britney Spears sat in a chair with the piano and sang to me for two hours, I'd be pissed. You'd be so bored. Yeah. If Christina Aguilera did it. I'd be cool. Right. If Beyonce did it. I'd be cool, but I would be upset that she wasn't dancing. But you'd be but like, why are so, so good? good at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, Robin is an entertainer for sure, uh-huh. but she sang that whole show and it sounded Dang. just as good as like on the album. So Another person who has songs that are just like, can be really gut-wrenching, like Robin. Yeah. It's, her songs are just like real emotional. Oh yeah, they're good. Uh, um, uh, Call Your Girlfriend is amazing. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Call Your Girlfriend. I feel like I've gotten teary listening to Call Your Girlfriend before. Oh, the acoustic version is great. Yeah, Dream yeah. On. Have you ever heard that song? Mm-mm. It's hella good. It's all by good. Robin. Yeah, Dream On, so good. Um, but Robin's the most. In- uh, Ingrid Michaelson's amazing. Um, Tegan and Sarah is really great. That sounds like a good show. I've never seen so many asymmetrical haircuts in my life. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, like Tegan and Sarah were were fantastic. How would it not just be like side mullets all day? It was side mullets, side mullets, straight up mullets, side mullet nation. Yeah, baby, that's it was like so funny. Mullet city up in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ingram. Oh, the Weepies were so good. I love the Weepies. The Weepies. They're called the Weepies for sure. I fucking cried. Yeah, uh, I love them. How could you? I mean. They just sound uh, painting. Uh, painting uh, by Chagall. Painting by Chagall. Oh man! What a gorgeous song, right? So gorgeous. I like. Um, well, I gotta have you. I gotta have you. That's where you want to know where I, I ever heard the first time I heard that song. Yes. Was uh, I gotta have you, Kyle X Y. Oh. ABC Family. Where he didn't have the belly button. Yeah. And alone. I, w- I used to listen to lyrics and write them down and Google them, and I Googled that song that makes perfect sense to me because if i had heard it like you know in in the context of something like that i also would have been like oh my god this song's amazing yeah i did that with um now i'm not gonna be able to remember the artist but the song i first heard it um as the outro to uh, like over the closing credits of an episode of weeds yeah uh, it's just called "Fuck Was I." And yeah. It's, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, um, I now I just want to look up the artist because I bet you would recognize it. But I did that. I've done that with uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy is like notorious, notorious. for having that kind but of. But when they first got started, I mean, like I got into Ingrid Michaelson, "Just Breathe." Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because from I was Grey's watching. Anatomy. I was watching Dr. Shepard talk to Meredith Grey about something, and I was, like, crying <laughs> and being like, just breathe, listen to the lyrics, and Google this tomorrow at school because I don't have internet at my house. <laughs> precious angel. Uh, fuck was, was really I cool. is Jenny Owen Youngs. Yep. I knew you would know who she was. Yeah. She's got a great voice, too. Yeah. Have you heard of um, Margaret Glaspie? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm gonna play you some of her shit after this because okay. I think you'd really love it. I love, I love white girl music so much. It's so good. It's, I love anybody with a fucking guitar uh-huh. and a breakup story. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was, that's so funny because like a second ago before uh, we got off on the like Kyle XY tangent, yeah. I was just about to ask if you felt like you had one way to like sum it all up. A guitar and a breakup story. A white story. girl with a guitar and a breakup story. That's all I need to get by. Uh, um, my friend Julia says that all the songs I like uh, describe like a heart being like an ocean <laughs> and, I, and, and my response was yeah because my heart is wide and open <laughs> like the ocean Bubba and she was like that's fair that's beautiful um, I feel like that so goes back to Florence and the Machine like but she would she would be like, she wouldn't say, my heart Everything is like an is ocean. Everything is a mo- metaphor. She would be like, the ocean is wide and pounding. like <laughs> And pounding in my chest all day. Yeah, right. And then like lightning would come and she'd scream. <laughs> and then she'd go, that's how my heart feels when you're in the room. And you're like, I like this. Yeah. I think I like this. <laughs> she's, just, she's just of the earth. The she's earth beyond just, like, us. Produced her. She is beyond us. I don't even think she has a mother. Yeah. There's like a crater nature, somewhere. Nature. There's like a crater somewhere in like the redwood forest that birthed her. That's so funny. Uh she could probably talk to trees. Oh, I am certain she talks to trees. <laughs> I think she thinks she hears song lyrics like from the trees. I don't think she thinks. I think they come. <laughs> talk about like Pocahontas weeping right. willow. I was and they just thing. like you know how Quay, some people can like Quay, see colors. Not too well. Oh yeah, I synesthesia. think that like the freaking trees, like the leaves rustle, and she like writes fucking <laughs> all her songs. There's so much truth to that. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think you would write about if you were an artist like this? Like, do you think you would be able to? Yeah, access? I mean, like, I think I could because like I. I improvise music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never consider myself uh, like a musician singer because mm-hmm. I think that you have to own a part of that that I am not interested in owning. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, like I could. I think it's just like a couple of things you gotta hit, uh-huh. and like it'll make people like f- like feel like a gut wrenching thing. I mean, you did this great thing in your solo show. Uh, I mean, you're basically just like describing it without being like yeah so i did this cool thing so (laughs) i'll do it for you um where you ask the audience members to write down like the like best thing that uh like lover or someone close to you the most loving thing a significant other has ever said to you and the worst or most hurtful thing that a significant other has ever said to you right and uh so Shantir just like brought those suggestions on stage with her and just like drew out four or five and like ordered them and just made a fucking song. It was so cool. I loved it so much. And it was like such a great way to, uh, I don't know, like what a feat. It was really cool. I loved that. Thank you. I loved your show overall, but that was like a really cool moment. I really, that uh, piece, people who've never seen the show would be like, I don't fucking know what she's talking about. Yeah. But I'll tell you, that piece, Scott Goldstein was my director, who's a mm-hmm. uh, saint. He's, I love him. I love him. Scott Goldstein, if you ever... He's on my list of people to ask to be fantastic. on the show. He's fantastic. He's got all the stories. Yeah. That That's show, the thing is, like, he would be so interesting. So that I show wouldn't him. have happened without him. Oh, um, It wouldn't have, because I would have written everything and then put it in a notebook like a sad white girl and never did anything with it. 
and That's he was great. like, oh, we're going to do a show. And I was like, my feelings. Um, but uh, that piece is called Adele. <gasps> Cool. Because of you feel like that's all the like that's pe- what pieces that, that she puts together. I think that music really is uh, what your feelings sound like. So I asked everyone to give me their most intimate feelings, and then I just sang them. And I think that's how you make a really good song. Um, I remember, I when I, I came, my I remember my my most I love you more than pizza. Thing pizza and sleeping yeah i love you more than pizza and sleeping and you're just like this is impossible and i was like that's my love baby (laughs) i I have never felt like that so i I had i I included this yeah i included it in that song because i was like this is great right if someone said that like one of the things like i improvised one time i was like uh my uh, i'll never forget it because i was like oh that was like if i could write a song i might like use some shit like that yes it was like my uh my new favorite color is the color of your eyes. <gasps> Ooh. Right? That's it's like good. somebody was to say something like that to you, which is like, we all want to hear things that are absurd. Mm-hmm. Right? We like like to say that we don't, but we do. Like, totally. I love you more than sleeping or pizza is amazing. I love pizza. I'm not even supposed to have it because I have acid reflux because <laughs> I'm an old lady now. <laughs> no. Uh, but like anything that you like love and that person knows. So if I was to look at someone and be like, I love you more than JoJo and cupcakes. Oh, right. That's a lot. That's, That's a love. lot of love. I don't That's love anyone love. like that. Yeah, <laughs> mine in like I in response to because you can't just say the same thing back because like everyone loves pizza and sleeping pretty much. I mean, but I think so. My response but, like, is I. I love you more than Parks and Rec. That's like the That's top hard. for me, right? That's hard Parks for me. Parks and Rec is like I like you and I love you. Right? <laughs> yes, I that's... like you and I love you. That's a show that's made me cry too. Oh, I'm trying to be Leslie weep. Nope and Ben Wyatt. Uh, I'm trying to be them. I call my boyfriend my. He's. I tell him he's my Ben sometimes. Oh God, kill me! <laughs> I know. Don't kill me. That's I'm really trying. Terrible. I, I need to find a Ben. I need to find one. It'll uh, happen, baby. I know it will, and I will love them more than JoJo and cupcakes. And he'll love you more than calzones and letters to Cleo. Oh dang, <laughs> calzones! That's sad. Pizza. Uh, <laughs> it's like pizza, but harder yeah. to eat. <laughs> oh, Ron Swanson! I'll, I'll love you more than Ron Swanson loves bacon. Ooh, that's good. That's that's, that, that's the real shit right there. Uh, <laughs> I forgot where, but anyway, I, that was just so. I loved it so much that like this really simple, silly thing. But it's like the first thing that came to mind for me because nothing tops that. But you just turned it into this like great music. Thanks. Awesome. That was a really it. fun piece. I'm glad that we got to share that together because no, well, we I won't be doing it again. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I love that show, and that's one of the things I really like about music too. Like you can listen to something with someone, or mm-hmm. like. Uh, like make you feel that way about someone mm-hmm. and it's like oh uh, this is a thing it's very intimate uh, this is a thing that I feel with you and only you and then we get to have it totally yeah and then that's it mm-hmm. one of the best shows I ever saw was at the Vic it was Glenn Hansard yeah oh yeah that's him. a good he's uh, my that boy once will make you cry hard Oof. I cried so hard the falling slowly mm-hmm. is my jam Oscar winning yeah I saw him at the Pritzker Oh, cool. I saw that show. It was like uh, four or five years ago, probably. It's been a couple of years. I bet I've, I bet we were at that same. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. Like there the you same go. Place with That's awesome. Because I was about to say that like the best show I ever saw of his, and I've seen a number, was at the Vic. And one of the things he did was he called this little kid out of the crowd. He was like, Wes, you know, 
Joey or whatever. He's like, oh, that was British, but um, where's Joey? Where's Joey? Um, and he like like weaves through the crowd. And he's like, oh, here he is. And he comes on stage and he's like, oh, he's gonna play a song for us. Um, uh, he, um, he's like, All right, what song you got prepared, Joey? And he's like, uh, somebody that I used to know. It was like right when yeah, that so- song was like hot as with shit. Kimbra, who was another girl who's. Not Your white. Gym. She's like from New Zealand, uh, but she's hot shit too. And this little kid, he couldn't have been more than like ten, probably less than ten. Just like got on the keys and just sang Gautier, and it was incredible. And Glenn Hansard just like sat there and like watched him play, and he's like, "Ah, oh, give it around for Joey." <laughs> and I was like, "What just happened? Like he just like I am nothing. <laughs> what is my talent? Yeah. Nothing. It was insane." Um, but I, that's what I think of when I think of this like singular thing that we all experience together because like he's never it's not like he tours with that little kid and you'll never get to see that again <laughs> yeah and I think about that not in a morbid way Mm-mm. but like appreciating those moments with people mm-hmm. I don't um, I always take me and my friend Mitchell when we go to concerts uh, when the artist comes out I take one picture one picture of the artist when they come out and then I put my phone away good for you uh, I think that's the way to do it because I, I think it's cool to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll be like, I'm going to wait until she's singing my favorite song. Right. And I'll take that one picture of her singing, leave it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, Too Little Too Late, actually, is probably one of my favorite I was going to say, do you really think Leave Get Out would be your favorite JoJo song? No, no, no. Yeah, my favorite JoJo song. Uh, is that the, you're just too little too late. late. I know that song. Long. Yeah. And I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Uh, she has a, uh, that song is so good. It's like, long story short, she was kind of like trapped in a record deal. Oh. She made a whole bunch of like uh, songs that she never got released. And um, there's this really wonderful song called Limbo. It's so good. It's like her at an airport. Uh-huh. And like, she's like, we're in limbo. And I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Jojo, you're a queen. I love uh, these Jojo deep cuts. I know, Jojo deep cuts that like <laughs> have never been released. I like have them on my like 80 gig iPod that I refuse to throw away. That's so funny. so much like deep cut. Yeah. Like, somebody yeah. like released some shit that they shouldn't have, Jojo. Um, <laughs> I love her so much. She's so great. That's great. <laughs> That's great. People uh, always think I'm joking. And I'm always like, no, I don't like really love her. <laughs> So good. They're like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, but like, seriously, who no, for you, real? Whose concerts do you like? Judge oh, so much. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. <laughs> I feel like I feel like music is one of those things that we get more self-conscious about than some other things. Yeah, like our taste in music because we want people to think we're cool. I think just in general, we're all adults in a in our like seventh grade bodies absolutely we're just in a constant state of hoping people like us mm-hmm. i mean i'm a comedian if anything oh. i would love it if you would like me <laughs> i mean i don't care right uh, in but the end. in the end in the grand schemes grand scheme of things i don't care if you like me but if you don't like me then i won't get very far <laughs> do you sure. know what i mean like, sure 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 I there has to be at least some level of like fandom or enjoyment. charisma uh, right likability uh sure in like my stage presence mm-hmm. but i mean anybody who, who tells you that like i don't care if like a whole bunch of people i've just met like me i mean like i'm not searching for friendship but yeah. i already have friends that i love who will be my friend forever so it's easy to be like i don't need any more friends yeah right when you right, have right. like four right but if you like move when i was 21 
I needed friends. You wanted all the friends you. I was like alone. You I didn't needed go to that, someone. I was gonna. I say. didn't go to that concert because I was lonely. I was That's like twenty two. Literally, I was about to say you needed someone to go to that fifteen dollar Adele concert with you. But uh, yeah, who's your one of your favorite discoveries of the last like few years? Who <sighs> whose show do you think you went to? Who's like or could go to that would be you know the next not the next Adele but I don't. You want to know? She's already kind of blew up. Tori Kelly. Uh, she's great. She, uh, I saw her at the House of Blues. Oh, really? Like two years ago, too. And Shuba's. Uh, she's great. Uh, she was nominated for Best New Artist this year. No way. Yeah, man. What did she sing? Uh, she sings... Um, uh, the song that I love is... Uh, dang, it's called uh, uh, Beautiful Things. Uh, that's not the one that like made her famous. Uh, but the, the lyric in Beautiful Things that I like is, uh, I, um, I always dream beautiful things about you. Oh, that is nice. Uh, and it's like, it's like, uh, and it always makes waking up hard to do. I think that's the lyric. Dang. And, it, and it's like so lovely. But that's like, great. I always dream beautiful things about you. Uh, it's so good. Uh, and that's like a bonus track on the album. So I'm Dang, like, Damn, that's not even. You don't even get it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but um, the song that she like got nominated for or something, it's like uh, something about love. I, I really enjoy her a lot, but I think seeing her was really, really great. Oh, Wonder is a band. Like I said, uh, they're really, really good. Uh, I, and I just thought they were so great. This girl named Kalani. Uh, I've she, heard of Kalani. yeah. She blew up too, and she has like I'm just like naming people who were nominated for best new artists, and That's I sound funny. like an asshole. No way, dude. <laughs> I mean, I asked for a reason. Like I don't. I like I said. I think that um, in as in most things, you really have to like seek things out uh, to know st- um, you know who the people are that you should be listening to, and I just really don't uh, with music as uh, well as I could. Another one that I was just listening to is oh a. T- uh, Izzy, um, dang. Oh, look. oh, that's okay. Izzy, uh, Bazu or Izzy Bizu? I'm gonna look it up really quick. Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up because she's really great. She's also British because everyone I love is British. Uh, Izzy Bizu. That's Izzy what it Bizu. is. Yeah, she sings this great song called White Tiger, and she's on this song with Hone called uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Someone that loves you. Okay. Uh, someone that loves you. It's so good. I'm gonna play it for you when this is over. I love I it. Wish I'm gonna play can... that um, uh, Margaret Glassby song. And I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play you the nicest thing. Uh-huh. And there's this song from this artist that's Australian artist called Meredith, and the song called For You. And they made me cry the first time I heard it. If you want to cry, please message me, and we'll cry together. <laughs> I'll just give you a good cry playlist. I will. I love. City and Color, like there's men, there are men songwriters who make me cry too. City and Color makes me cry all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, he has a song called Delaware. Of course, Delaware makes you fucking cry. All right, so good. That's great. Uh, what do you feel like? Do you feel like there's any one thing? Um, I mean, obviously we talked about lyrics a decent amount, but you feel like there's any one thing that, like, when you first hear it, like, what's the thing that makes you pull out your phone and like start shazamming a song? Um. It, it, a lot of it's just like the music too mm-hmm. like the nicest thing has this wonderful strings intro to mm-hmm. it and i think because i grew up playing music i was like in um like symphonic bands and stuff mm-hmm. like the texture of a sound or like what it takes for 
uh, something to sound a certain way or mm. like uh, or like a golden chord if you want to be like a real Ooh. band nerd about it uh, like you'll hear it and I'll be like oh that sounds like something I already like yeah or I'll be like oh that sounds like Aaron Copeland sure <laughs> cool uh, so like I think that helps too because mm -hmm. like the appreciation of something very subtle because mm -hmm. like like if we even talk about music like Wagner, will will his music will be very simple. I remember not simple, it's fucking Wagner. Mm. But like I remember playing it and it would be like me playing like twenty measures of whole notes. Oh yeah. But the whole point was for me to be playing those Layered. whole no notes while everyone else was playing these whole notes and creating these chords that we right. couldn't get if it weren't for all sixty of us doing it just right. Sure. So um, I think that can that can do it, mm -hmm. and then sometimes like it just like sounds good. Yeah. Like you'll be like, "That's a hot beat." Uh huh. That's that how I feel. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. That's how I feel about that. Um, the Lizzo song featuring uh, God, I'm not gonna remember her name. The it's let him say the, and it starts like boom, 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 boom. Like it's just like really, it feels really good. Like yeah. starting into it, and then Lizzo comes in, and she's like, "Let them say what they want to say, yeah, and, and they gonna feel how they gonna feel." And it's just like, it just fucking rocks. It and like, like feels synth, good, it sounds like, good. You're like, just, this is what everything. It just has all of the. I think it just like hits all the beats of like what a good fucking pop song sounds yeah, like. Man. It's a there's a formula for it, man. There's a team of people. There's a reason totally. why. Totally. When you were talking about teams, that's what I reason. thought of. Taylor Swift is bad at feminism, uh, <laughs> but her team is good at making music that people like. like. I was gonna ask how you felt about Taylor Swift. Uh, I think she's bad at feminism. Yes. I think that she is the perfect example of how. If you could toe the line on just about everything and have a team of people that can help you write a song, you could be all right. She doesn't take a stance on anything. Right, sure. She doesn't take a stance on anything. She's very good at playing the victim. Mm -hmm. I mean, even all her songs are about her heart being broken. Mm -hmm. You can't date 20 people. The only the only common denominator in all of those relationships is her. Her, right, 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 <laughs> right, right, yes. But yeah. we have this like really like we love frail white women being hurt and we like to listen to them talk about it. She's so, totally uh, the the quintessential example of the popularity of that. Yeah. Um, but she can't even... My thing is with Taylor Swift, aside all of that, because obviously those things are annoying, she doesn't have a good voice. No, her voice isn't that great. No. Her voice isn't that great, but she has a machine behind her. She is producing music that resonates with 13-year-old girls. Right. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen any big pop star, but if you got some 13-year-old girls behind you, you're going to be you all right, man. Yeah, There's never been is. a success story that didn't start with a 13-year-old girl fainting. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So, I mean, it is what it is. In sync, Backstreet Boys, Elvis, The Beatles. One Direction, Justin Bieber. As soon Bieber. as a group of 13-year-old girls, like you want to give a 13-year-old girl some shit, if you want to produce a record, you need to make sure they like it. That's <laughs> so funny. They are they are the, the people are like, oh, we're going for this um, this like market. 18, demographic. This demographic, 18 to 25. No, you're going for a 13-year-old girl. 
Yeah, that's so funny. Because <laughs> thirteen-year-old girls, if they want, <laughs> that's their what parents it is? buy it for them. They their parents take them to a concert. So it all just comes from a place of privilege. Yeah. So like, um, we're all adults here talking about her lack of feminism, but a thirteen-year-old girl likes a boy who doesn't like her back. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift is making music that speaks to her soul. Yeah, it's like every <laughs> yeah yeah. New wear short shirts, uh, yeah. T-shirts. And even in that one, she's a victim. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of slut shaming that girl, right? Yeah, yeah. she's slut shaming that cheerleader. Yeah, which yeah. is we don't talk about that. But she's saying that that I'm in band, I'm a nerd, and you don't like me. Which is one thing that we also tell. Uh, we we also have been like trying to fight like men feeling like I'm nice. Why don't you like me? Oh yeah, it's the same thing. It is. I'm a nice girl. Why don't you like They're me? They're both from the same. Yeah. It's They're just, both from the exact same POV. Totally. I'm a nice girl. I've known you my whole life. And then like, I'm not conventionally pretty. You're wasting your time. But it's like also, you know, Taylor Swift, this like cute little blonde. And also she's not ugly. She's no, like five. That's 11. what I'm saying. She is the rail thin, rail thin blonde Holding the guitar. I mean, like, she, if you're talking about the American, like, right. If you're trying to personify ideal. what a, a, an ideal American woman, Aryan, yeah. six feet, and can play guitar, I mean, give it to me, baby. Yeah. It's <laughs> really frustrating. And it's like one of those things where you start to lose respect for, uh, like, the men who date her, the people who, like, associate themselves with her, her on squad, any serious level. Her, her non, her non, Black squad. Her squad, <laughs> if yeah. you will. If you will. Yeah, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, like, it's the same thing I feel about Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah. I respect the hustle. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't knock the hustle. Uh, Taylor Swift made $55 million in, like, one year when she was, yeah. like, 20. Shit. So, like, you can be mad at it if you want, but she knows exactly what, what she's, she's doing. doing. Yeah, I think that's where the frustration comes from, though, is that she, like, tries to play innocent. She acts like she doesn't. You don't yeah. make that much money doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. she'd know what you're doing. Yeah, and, like, you don't date this, like, laundry list of, you Of know, guys, yeah. Um, legitimate, like, actors and artists. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not here to talk about her relationships, but, like, <laughs> she writes it. That's where she gets her fodder. Yeah. Or maybe that's not. Maybe she like has a book full of stuff that sounds good, like stories that might sound good. But like we actually also uh, don't know anything about her relationships with those people. Yeah, right. Literally nothing. She's very private. I think that a lot about um, you know how much I thought about it. The most surrounding uh, like lemonade. Oh yeah. Just because uh, I feel like a lot of people kept making these conjectures about the reality of the situation between Jay-Z Beyonce and Beyonce, yeah. Jay-Z. And I was just like, but, you know, there, there's an element, I'm sure there are elements of truth in all of this, but like... It's not I, all true. I like, think it's that so... That Becky with the good hair thing? Like, right. That's I, like, she didn't write that. Somewhere I was like, I just wrote it. Exactly. It doesn't mean shit. I think it's so <laughs> crazy that people take song lyrics as like you know on face value like as yeah. you know someone's life story and it's like no like people don't write movies that from direct you know conversations they had in their life but people do that for songs so we like to we like to think that 
this is about a thing that actually happened. Yeah, I I don't know. That really bothers me about music. It's when people try to go, well, oh, this is this is what really happened to you. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I guess we know exactly what also other, and Beyonce went through. Also, other people write songs for other people, mm-hmm. so like those experiences are oftentimes the songwriters' experience. Yeah. Um, but I, I love know. Lemonade. I thought it was like a really great example. I think that as a black woman, like especially just this idea that we're like all strong, uh-huh. uh, which I think there's an aspect of that that is very true. But that that album was so great because um, for many reasons, but like it gave people the opportunity to see that like strong black women like can be sad. Yeah. Like I, I have a spectrum of emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, A, I'm not just here for your entertainment, but like also... Um, I like am sad mm-hmm. and like having emotions that are not big, fierce and yes, queen. And mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm just like fucking sad and, and that doesn't make me less than or like less than like a strong black woman, whichever the fuck that is. Right. But, like it's like, oh, Beyonce is the end, like is the epitome of what black femininity is right now. I think it's like her and Obama I'm mean, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh and those are two very feminine <laughs> right. very uh very gender specific types of femininity. Uh sure. but like like oh Beyonce gets sad. I guess black women black women get sad <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. Sometimes I'm sad as fuck. Yeah. I listen to all this white girl music. <laughs> and to feel it I think I think also, too, and you're basically saying this as well, is that, like, all of that, like, strong, you know, uh, not necessarily facade, but that strong, like, foundation and, like, being a strong black woman because you have to be yeah. is exhausting. Oh, I'm tired of saying Like, I can't imagine. I am, like, I am a rage fire all the time. I'm, like, rage fire of, like, anger and love and, like, exhaustion. Yeah. I'm just, like constantly like on fire i can't imagine dude i can't imagine and i'm one of the woke ones <laughs> i can only imagine what's going on for people to understand why they feel that way oh wow that's i know exactly profound. why i'm angry yeah for someone to just go like i don't know what this feeling is and the idea that uh like an angry black woman it's like not i mean i am angry but like not all the time. I also am like sad. But when I am angry, I can tell you exactly why. <laughs> That's I mean, you know, there's something to that, you know. There's self-awareness is really important and then I think that I think self-awareness leads to like other awareness. Oh yeah. I mean, moving to Chicago is the best thing that ever happened to me. I would be a completely different person if I didn't move here. I, t- I agree with you from my perspective, too. And, like, not necessarily that I would be a bad person, but I wouldn't be the best person Just, that I could be if I wouldn't have come here. That's awesome to be able to feel and uh, know and, like, have that kind of fuel. But it's also a double-edged sword. If I wouldn't have moved here, I wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't this, have that weight. I wouldn't have that rage fire, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be very complacent. Man, it's, uh, it's actually a... a when Cards Against Humanity did the holiday thing last year, uh-huh. the um, uh, uh, Hanukkah thing, one of the questions they asked was, would you rather be uh, smart and sad or dumb and happy? It was just like, no, that was the whole question. And I was like, this is impossible. Like, <laughs> well, we are smart and sad. So I think 
I am smart and sad, so I guess I would say I uh, I would want to be smart and sad. But if too. you are dumb and happy, you think you're smart and sad. Ooh, that's interesting. Nobody thinks they're dumb. Right. Nobody thinks they're the villain. Right. Huh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I don't think anybody would be like, oh, I'd rather be dumb and, and, and happy. Oh, uh, you'd be surprised. It was and, like 50, 50. Oh, if they were actually like coming from that perspective already. I think that people who are dumb and happy think that they are smart and sad. Yeah. Oof. Or they'll be like, I'm smart and happy. Right. Like, mm. and maybe they are. <laughs> maybe they are. God bless uh, them. Depending on, I think, like, especially living in Chicago. Yeah. We are in a very specific city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this this idea that America is like this city, but that's why everybody here is from somewhere else. Yeah. Because most of America is not like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely way to, I mean, I grew up in South Carolina, so I know that, oh, that transplant feeling. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. We're all, I always like to say that we're like all orphans. Yeah. I we like came that. here and we got a family. Chicago's just a big it's orphanage. It's just a big orphanage, man, of people who picked up and when they were old enough, they left home. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. Oh yeah. I'm a big old orphan. Uh, okay. Do you feel like. There, I love where this has gone. It's <laughs> definitely like I wanted to talk about like themes and uh, stuff like that. So I'm glad we hit on a lot of that. Do you feel like there's anything that you would be remiss to not mention in the conversation of uh, white girl music? Like, is there an artist that you feel like you haven't touched on or a song or an album or a show or, or anything that like if you're heading home on the bus, you're like, damn, I can't believe I forgot to talk about blah. Um, if you want to cry, you should listen to Daughter's first album. Has a <laughs> Daughter's? Daughter. Just Daughter. It's a daughter. band. But like they're fronted by this uh, this woman. Uh, this is a song called Youth on it. That's so great. Um, I think that uh, I'm trying to think what I would be remiss if I didn't speak about as far as these artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Uh, I think I, I I grew up uh, like we talked about Southern, um, like really repressing like my emotions. Mm-hmm. Like I played sports and I had one of those dads who'd be like, "Why are you crying?" I'm like, because it hurt. Yeah, right. It hurt. <laughs> uh, and then I spent so much time like being like like a not even like a strong black woman, like a really strong athlete, mm-hmm. like a really strong like leader mm-hmm. in my. Like what I did, mm-hmm. like even in band, I was like section leader, mm-hmm. and I was a captain on a basketball team. Like I felt like I had this leadership position. And like one of the things we're taught, whether it's like male or female or they, if that is what you prefer to be called, sure, uh, is that like a sign of weakness is crying. Mm. And like I don't know if I connect with like when I got here in order for me to be a better artist, I had to like really connect to every spectrum and be okay with all that and because i like have never had my like heart broken like in a way that's like reciprocity like our hearts are broken mutually right now i think we all have been like oh that made me sad right like like, something unrequited yeah uh but like to have like a relationship where i've just been like oh this ruined me i have Mm -hmm. yet to be in that place Mm -hmm. uh 
I'm 29, so we'll see what happens. I think when I go big, it's going to be awful. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's that. But um, I, I don't know if there's like a song because it, it, everyone's different about mm-hmm. how that might affect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess I, I would say um, that it's okay to feel exactly the way you feel. I think we have. I think anyone who tells you not to feel your emotions is an asshole. <laughs> uh, like I'm not saying be an asshole. I'm like, oh, she told me it's okay to like right. be like a racist, homophobic oh. motherfucker. Uh, but I mean, like uh, that made me sad. Okay, that is perfectly fine. Right. I think there's an amount of time for you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. But then you have to uh, make a decision, and I do think it is a decision, to make a decision to let that influence you in a positive way or to push you in a way that it is not healthy. So uh, I'd say feel all of your feelings all the time and then um, decide whether or not you want them to push you in the way that you, in the direction that you would like to head. Feel them, but don't necessarily let them control you yeah which is like a dr phil thing to say i guess but <laughs> no like, no i think that's i think cool that's a hard important. yeah like feel all of your feelings all the time i think that's good nice i love that uh i think that ties in nicely to um the last question that i'll ask and that is how do you feel like uh this love of white girl pop music has influenced you creatively and then kind of like your life in general creatively Mm -hmm. um i am so willing to uh say exactly how i am feeling on the inside i love uh, that in the hopes that if someone else is feeling that way too they know they're not alone Mm -hmm. and uh i think that's what makes my improv good i think that's what makes my writing good um is just being like as honest about what's going on in my heart bone because all these women have, you know, yeah. done that for you, basically. Yeah. Uh, I think that's for sure. That's an influence that I think that has had on me. And what was the other question? Oh, just kind of in general. Like, how do you feel like your life's been shaped by this love? Oh, yeah. Um, I, th- I think that it made me. It makes me very intentional with my feelings, but mm. like also very intentional with my relationships, mm-hmm. uh, platonic or romantic or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like, a many a friend that I have... I think that I've started the friendship by being like, I like you. I think you're cool. Right. We're going to be Let's friends. Let's do this. If you yeah. want to be friends. Yeah. Consent is very important in these friendships. I love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like you met someone and be like, I like you. And then like that just be like the beginning of what where it lives. Yeah. I've, That's I, awesome. I, yeah. A friendship crush is the best. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, this was fucking great. I think it was pretty fucking great, too. Thank you for having me. I had such a good time. This makes me just want to listen to all of these, all these women sad ass so women. much. <laughs> a sad white girl, man. Sometimes their feminism is bad, but sometimes their lyrics are very good. <laughs> and with that, Chantira, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. I, I love you, that. too, buddy. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.